Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. And after Jesus was crucified and buried, he descended into hell, into the lower parts of the world, to take back what is ours and to get back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And when he was down there, he did one thing. He decimated it. He destroyed it. He left hell in shambles. Satan was defeated. He was conquered, and he was totally humiliated. That means he's not going to be defeated. That means he is defeated. So there's no power that he has. So let's look at how he left hell in shambles. Colossians 2.15 says this. And I love how this is said in the Passion Translation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. I mean, listen to that. He stripped away every weapon. He stripped away every power, anything that the enemy would use to accuse you, he removed. So in that, the power of the cross, when he was down there, it says, and by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, they were his. Now listen to this. I mean, can you imagine this? He's in hell itself, he's already stripped everybody of all power, all of authority, he took away their weapons. They're all humiliated, and Jesus leads a processional in hell, and he's in the front. And they're walking behind him, and they're totally humiliated, the devil in himself, and he walks around a victorious parade, humiliating them and exposing for, what, for who they are and for what they've done. And he stripped them of everything. He triumphed over the devil. He triumphed over all principalities. He triumphed over the kingdom of darkness. And he disarmed every power that could take a stand against us. This is so important that we understand this. He disarmed everything that would stand against you and I for the purposes that he has for our lives. He stripped the devil of all his power so that nothing that comes against us can defeat us. So in that, he sealed the defeat and it's done. But we got to understand that Satan has no power and authority, only the power and the authority that we give him. It's what we give him. When we begin to believe the lies, the deception, when we listen to the accusations that are coming against us, saying about who we are, when he begins to accuse us before the brethren, and we begin to believe it, 
we are then giving him our authority and power. He is becoming empowered by lies, deception, and accusation. The finished work of the cross defeated once and for all Satan himself. But now we need to live in the finished work, and the way that we live out the finished work of the cross is through the resurrection power that is available to you and I. The resurrection power is available within us to walk out this victorious life here on this earth. You know, I believe that most Christians stop at the cross. They stop at the cross, they have their salvations, but they don't take full advantage of what's been provided for us through his death and the resurrection. But you know what? That can change. We can start today. You and I can start today in living out the resurrection power every single day. Every day you walk in resurrection power, you remind the devil of what happened 2,000 years ago. When you're walking out the power, the resurrection power, you are declaring to him that he is a defeated foe and that he was made a spectacle. Philippians 3.10 says this, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. So let's keep it simple. There is no Christianity without the cross and the resurrection. Without that, we would not have our Christian faith. It's at the core of everything we believe. Every Christian believes and receives salvation. But sadly, we are all mostly are operating short of what the resurrection power is that it's available to you and to I. You know, resurrection power doesn't come by calling upon the Lord God and it doesn't come down from heaven. It dwells within you. It is resident within you and is available to be released. But the one thing that's got to happen is the resurrection power within you has to be activated. It has to be ignited. There has to be a releasing of this power within you that can change the very, the very, uh, uh, the very atmosphere, it can change your circumstances. When it's activated, the resurrection power, it removes heavy burdens, it destroys yokes, it breaks the power of the devil over your life, it releases miracles, it opens up a way where there seems to be no way, it brings forth something that where there was nothing, it provides supernatural resources to avail you, to minister to you, to give you the victory that is yours on this earth. So how do you activate the resurrection power? You ever thought about that? How do you activate it? How do you start out of the ranks in your, in your Christian life activating this resurrection power? The first thing is, is that you must believe it. You must believe that it's resident within you. You must believe that it's dwelling within your heart. 
Being born again won't cause resurrection power to automatically operate in your life. You have to choose to believe it. And having faith is what activates the power in your life. And when you receive the resurrection power, you allow Christ to move in and through your life to bring about the victory that's already been won. But there has to be a belief within you that says, God, I know that I've been blood-bought, been filled with the Holy Spirit, and your resurrection power is available right now. There's power available right now to rise up within you and to break the power of depression over your mind. There's resurrection power within you that as, you, as it rises up, it can break every addiction that is known to man. As it rises up within you, it can bring healing to your body. It quickens your mortal flesh, and it brings forth the manifestation of the promises in your life. Several years ago, almost four years ago, as, as my body, as I was struggling, I remember I was fishing. I was on the riverbank, and I thought to myself, why in the world am I so thirsty? I thought, why am I so thirsty? I mean, I think that day I drank two gallons of water. And I realized I was fishing on the rocks, and when we were fishing for striper, and I, I started losing my balance. And I thought, this isn't good. I'm, I'm just not quite there. I don't know, understand what's going on. And I looked at my fishing buddy, and I said, you know what? I said, Gary, I, I said, I, I got to go home. I, I don't know what's going on. And I, I noticed I was feeling sluggish and not all there. Well, when I got home, I realized that, well, my face had swelled up real big. And, uh, and Liza said, what is wrong with you? I said, well, maybe I got a sinus infection. I don't know. My face got real big. And, and then next thing I know, I felt like I had big tree trunk legs full of water. And... And I just, my whole body was just, you know, it, it, I mean, I was just, I was losing it. So I called my doctor friend, Dr. Boswell. I said, I said, hey, doc, I said, Vince, what is going on with me? And he put me on speakerphone with his wife, and he said, well, I, I want you to touch your leg. So I touched the bottom of my leg. He said, what happened? I said, well, that dent in my leg won't go away. He said, Sam, there's something wrong with your kidneys. And so I uh, quickly went to the hospital, and, um, and I, I was having kidney failure. My kidneys completely were shutting down. And, um, and it was frightening, and I didn't know what was going on. And I, uh, I'm the body of Christ, I, I'm just so grateful for this church, came around me and prayed for me and, and believed in me that the, what Jesus paid for through the stripes on his back was available to me. And I know that it was as, as the Spirit of the Lord, as I stood on His Word and believed the prayers of all that were going on, that, that His Spirit quickened my flesh, my mortal flesh, my body, and resurrection power was released and brought healing to my body and restored my body completely. And I give God all the glory and praise for bringing restoration into my life where I did not know what was going on, but as I believed in his word and I declared his power, there was a release of, of, of energy, power into my body and brought forth total healing 
and recovery. And to this day, I thank the Lord for healing my body. But it was through what activated it was when I believed it. I believed that this was not to be unto death. This was not my time. I believed the best days were ahead for me. So I declared and decreed it, and, and His power was released in and through my body and brought healing. And when we access the benefits of the re resurrection, healing is released. There's abundance for people's lives. The scripture says that he became poor that we might become rich. He broke poverty off of your life. There's some that just wonder, why in the world is it that everything seems to break? Everything seems to, I'm always in debt. I can never seem to get ahead. The truth is that poverty is trying to work itself into your life. And the scripture says that he became poor. He broke the power of poverty that you might receive the blessing. You enter into that, you believe it, resurrection power is released even in your finances. There's peace, the benefits of joy, of every good thing. But it starts with faith. It starts with believing that the resurrection power is dwelling within you. I want to share with you a wonderful secret that I believe will release the resurrection power in your life. And that is that you don't have to win the victory for yourself. You don't have to fight to win the victory for yourself. It is through faith. It is through faith that you enter in to the victory that Jesus has already won for you. You enter into it by believing that all has been finished on the cross. Through his death and resurrection, he won it all for you. He was the all-sufficient sacrifice once and for all. So you don't have to keep working. You don't have to feel like every day you got to fight the devil. You, by faith, you enter into this glorious victory that Jesus won for you on the cross, and that will release the resurrection power in your life. Hiro Ananda, he was a Japanese soldier. He continued fighting the World War II a full 29 years after a peace treaty was signed between America and the Japanese. He was in the hill country of the Philippines. He and several men were still fighting, doing guerrilla warfare. They were still going at it. They were, they were uh, wanting to always stand for their country and never give up. They were always wanting to, to, to bring, uh, they wanted to gather intelligence, but they were wanting to bring havoc into the enemy's plans. So they needed, he felt like he needed to keep fighting even when all his other men had died. For 29 years, he fought. And he never heard the good news that there was a peace treaty that was signed. Can you imagine that? Fighting for 29 years when <laughs> it had been over. I mean, I can't believe. And then finally, the... Um, the islanders uh, couldn't believe it because 
you know, he, he would just show up, you know, and just he would he would kill one here or or steal there. And he was doing all kinds of things to try to stir up havoc. And, you know, and it says afterwards that he couldn't really he couldn't really understand why all all the warriors were in civilian clothes. You know, he, it didn't make sense to him. So the Islanders uh, ended up dropping leaflets declaring that the war was over. They would fly over the mountains and they would drop all these leaflets and he would get them and he would think, ah, that's American propaganda, you know. <laughs> and he kept fighting and he never got the news. He kept going on. On March 10th, 1975, at the age of 52, after 29 years in full uniform, which they said he still kept, it was immaculate. It looked perfect. He surrendered, he marched out of the jungle, and he, he gave up his samurai sword. And he gave it to uh, President uh, Fernando Marcos. And Marcos pardoned him of all of his war crimes of all those years. And he was returned to his country and to Japan. You know, I got really good news. The sacrifice of Jesus was so sufficient that it paid the price in full, the penalty. His blood, his shed blood, made the way so that you and I could be at peace with God. That you and I wouldn't have to fight with God. You and I wouldn't have to feel like we've got to continually uh, do the battle of protecting ourselves. The good news is this, you can lay down your samurai sword. You can lay it down because the victory has been won, the battle is over, and the devil is defeated. And now you get to enter into the processional of Jesus and take up the spoils that are yours. You get to take the spoils, you get to have what is yours by your inheritance and receive the blessing that Jesus won for you. The next thing that we're to do to activate it is to speak it. You must begin to speak and declare that the resurrection power dwells within you. But you must speak faith-filled words. You must speak words in accordance with his, with his scripture. Matthew 21 says this. And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and you do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. Every time that we speak the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we plead the blood of Jesus over a situation, that we release the power of the Holy Spirit, we are reminding Satan that he was defeated, a defeated foe. The next thing we must do is act on it to release the resurrection power. Even though, make no mistake, that the devil is defeated, we have to still enforce it. We don't have to fight for it. We have to enforce it and keep the ground that has been won. The very same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in you. As we apply the name and the blood and the power of the Holy Spirit, He is releasing the finished work in our lives, and we're able to walk in the victory. The next thing is this. After it's been activated, 
We live healed through the resurrection power. Let's read this, Romans 8, 1. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The very same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. I want you to think about that. The very resurrection power that when he was raised from the dead, when he came forth, that those in the graves came out of the graves and were walking in, in Jerusalem. The inertia of his resurrection power as he was ascending to the Father, it brought forth those that were dead and in tombs. And if you've seen a tomb in Israel, they're not like our tombs. They're just, they're, they're huge uh, rock boxes with big old heavy lids on them. And all of these uh, boxes made of stones with all of these pebbles, pebbles and rocks sitting on top of them were coming off, were just popping open in Israel. And it says that the dead were walking down the streets. I can't imagine that. That is power. That is a lot of power. And that power is in you. It's dwelling inside of you. The very same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Mind-boggling. So whatever is going on in your body today, Put the resurrection power to the test and begin to believe. And begin to believe. If your body has ailments, that as you stand in faith, it is releasing its power. And the scripture says that it's, it's quickening your mortal flesh. It's not quickening your glorified flesh. It's quickening your, your mortal flesh so that Everything that is coming against you, every burden is being removed. So to walk in the resurrection power, we believe, we speak it, and we act on it. To see our bodies come in line with what God's word says. Lastly, we live free with resurrection power. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The resurrection power frees you from the bondage of sin and from your past. Aren't you so grateful that he set you free from your past? You get to come out of the grave because he called your name. You get to forget your old life because he's given you a new life. The old life of the struggles and all the challenges that you've had stays in the grave. You come out a new creature in Christ. So it is the power to forget. The resurrection power frees you from the bondage of sin and all of your past. Philippians 3.13. So listen. Today I got good news as we celebrate this Resurrection Sunday. I want a new meaning of this of this day, a new meaning of the resurrection power. 
to begin to rise up within your hearts this day, to rise up in your lives this day. Because we get to celebrate our risen Lord. Because he's won the victory, and this day you and I can rise up and see every weapon that the enemy is using against you to be diminished and removed from your life. Because remember, Jesus removed every weapon, every power, every scheme, everything he uses against you, Jesus defeated. So today, church, I got good news. He's risen. And you're rising up too. You're rising up to your potential. You're rising up to that person that he's called you to be. He shed his blood that you might enter in to the fullness of what God has for you. There's nothing on this planet that can hold you back except yourself. Except yourself. Do you believe that the old things have passed away? If you've been in bondage to old patterns of addiction, I declare those things are broken. You can come out of the grave and walk into the newness of life that you have in Jesus. It is a new day for us. I am so grateful that I get to leave the old man in the grave. He won a victory that I don't have to be defined by that old man anymore. I'm so grateful that I don't have to walk in shame and guilt and thinking how bad of a person I am when realizing he, he shed his blood that I get to be a new person. Church, listen. We're all going to come out of the grave. We're all coming out because he's called our name. You've been... You've been thought of before the foundation of the world. And I love how Matt's name was called just recently in downtown Asheville. The Lord called Matt's name and Matt said, I'm sick of this grave. I am sick of this life. I'm sick of this darkness. I'm sick of not feeling like my life has any worth. And I'm choosing to come out and allow the resurrection power of Christ to rise up within you and bring forth the beautiful person that you are. You know, you all look really good. You all look really good. Because Jesus is glorified in each of your lives. Isn't that good news? Amen. Well, you know what? Today's a day of celebration. And it's a happy day, and it's a good day. So today we're going to end on a song of celebration just to declare what the Lord has done. Do you want to share something? You know, I am so excited about what Jesus has done for me personally. But I would be amiss if I didn't think about what he wants to do for those that don't know him.
And I just want to um, read something to you before we close. Because, you know, freely what we've received, so freely we give. John 20, this is the passion. Jesus appears to his disciples. So just imagine, like, he's here. If he'd come, what would he remind us? That evening, the disciples gathered together. And because they were afraid of the reprisal of the Jewish leaders, they had locked the doors to the place where they met. But suddenly, Jesus appeared among them and said, Peace to you. And then he showed them the wounds of his hand and his side. And they were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. And Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Then taking a breath, he blew on them, blew on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. I send you to preach forgiveness of sins, and people's sins will be forgiven. But if you don't proclaim the forgiveness of sins, they remain guilty. And I just, I just, um, I just want the revelation of his love to be so in my heart, not just for me and not just for us, but that as we go forth to be able to declare this good news, that God loved the world that he gave his son, this resurrection God, who that resurrected life is for. There is no sin too big for God. And if we could begin to just, would you just partner with us that as we go forth, that we would walk in that resurrection life, not only for ourselves, but to look for opportunities to, to share his love with others. You know the Lord is calling your name. You know, Matt just responded. He just responded. He said, you know what, I'm really tired of my life. You know, honestly, I, I don't have much of a life. And if you never called on the name of the Lord, today I want you to. It's real simple. Scripture says, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. And it might even be you're here today and you've, you've, cut, you've known the Lord and you've, really, you've just fallen away. You might have been in a de desert wilderness season of your life. And you know, he's calling your name. He's saying, come on back home. Jesus will leave the 99 to go find you. He would leave 99 people here to go find you if you strayed away. Because he loves you. And he paid the price for you. And you're worth it. So if you never call on his name or if you know, I need to come on back home. Because my father takes care of his servants. And you're really tired of what you've been eating. You've been tired of eating the pods. 
So I want you just to respond. So um, could everybody stand? If you know you need to call upon the name of the Lord and just get things right with God, I want you to raise your hand. And if you are realizing I need to come on back home because I have drifted away, would you have the courage to raise your hand? Would you have the courage just to lift up your hand and say, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm really tired. If you know you need to get things right, it's time. Now is the day of salvation. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you died, that you rose, and that you are sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. And we thank you and we praise you that, Lord, you, from the beginning of time, had us in mind. And that, Lord, you have desired for us to walk in the fullness of your resurrection power as your blood-bought children. Lord, we thank you for your power that's available. And now we're asking today, Lord, that your resurrection power would rise up within us this day bringing forth the glorious victory that is yours. So, Lord Jesus, we celebrate today because you're risen. You're risen indeed. And we thank you this day as we celebrate the good news because, Jesus, you have paid the price that we would be with you forevermore. We will be with you sitting around the marriage, the, the, this, the, the, this big old table, with a lot of other people at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you that one day we're going to celebrate big. But in the meantime, we're going to celebrate right now. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.